Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Nicole Marino, who is featured in Wine Country Women of Napa Valley. Nicole is the owner of Big Shot in Wine Country and Nicole M. Co. Nicole, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Let's get started. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, Nicole. So I'm always curious to know the women featured in our books, what one of their first professional jobs were. So can you tell us what that is? Sure, absolutely. Um, Interestingly enough, um, straight out of college, I was hired in the marketing role as marketing director uh, for a commercial real estate, um, actually it was an insurance company, later was a commercial real estate company. And I think I negotiated that title straight out of college. So yes, marketing director was fully responsible for everything from marketing the brand, helping the agents there to leverage their own personal brands, and um, doing a bit of photography in conjunction with that as well. Did you ever think you'd be living in the Napa Valley with your own company? No, I never actually thought that this was possible. I dreamed of it many years later, but this is, I feel like I'm living a dream and I pinch myself every single day. So why don't you tell us, how, how did you land here? Interestingly enough, I was on vacation in 2003 and I felt completely moved by aesthetically pleasing visual, you know, sights and sounds and everything happening here. But the people in particular were very welcoming and chill and low key and there was just a different lifestyle. So I was very drawn to the way of life, which ultimately ties in with my brand. So it was almost like I became my best self when I started visiting and um, very close to my family. So they all thought I was crazy. You know, you're moving somewhere you don't know anybody. How's that possible? And that's really the start of how this all came about. Um, While visiting in 2003, for seven years I visited before moving here. So you moved here when? I moved here in 2009 after about six to seven years of coming out almost by myself two to three times a year, which that in itself, I think I was hypnotized, basically. So now you live in Napa Mm -hmm. and talk about your company. So my company started out as uh, marketing and photography. I would often take on part-time jobs to offset the photography side of things and the flux of income, especially during the slow seasons. I was hired by a few different wineries that needed help with both social media marketing and um, would also need photography. But it wasn't until moving out here from Boston that I started to really believe in myself in a sense of, you know, people believed in my work. I had more of a demand. Uh, It's a very small community, so I was able to hit the pavement running and connecting with a ton of people in the wine industry and um, really being a resource to them wherever they wherever they found that it was needed um, both marketing social media events hospitality and I wore many hats and doing that straight out of coming out here in 09. So at this point what are some top moments in your career since you've been out here? The biggest thing that comes to mind 
in particular was when I was captured, I was asked to capture a hospitality and holiday event for Thomas Keller, the renowned chef in the valley. And I was photographing the holiday party and they said, we want you to make yourself comfortable and dine throughout the entire whole, the whole place, the five floors, I think they had of food going up and down stairs. And I was like, wow, this is unbelievable. And then I was invited to their holiday party, which was held uh, over at Inglenook, Francis Ford Coppola's winery after the fact. And I was dancing side by side with Thomas Keller and all of the, the staff there. And then fast forward a few years later, I was actually um, attending an auction event where he was shaving truffle over my plate. And we do talk about that in the book, but I'm still moved by that opportunity. And it shows that things can come full circle and you can believe in whatever is possible. So we are here at the CIA (laughs) at Copia and we're sitting out front. Uh, It's a beautiful day, but we've got some noise because they are setting up for some event it appears so very typical for nap valley everyone's <laughs> right. at work and play at the same time i think right <laughs> and there's always an event taking place somewhere throughout the valley right? right there is if you hear some noise that's what's going on so authenticity yes for <laughs> sure we were talking about top moments what continues to drive you throughout your career you know, I will say candidly, I've had felt a lull in the last couple of years and I was exhausted and I'm like used to the hustle. I was going in and out of events, attending events, networking, capturing events, and I was just exhausted. But recently, I feel like I've found my new stepping point again, I guess, or springboard, I guess you could say. It's the people. It's when you go to these events People recognize you, you recognize them. There's some kind of serendipity that happens out here. And I can only describe it as just kindred spirits doing what they're passionate about all in one place. So that just keeps feeding your soul. It does. It keeps propelling me. And and honestly, the nice compliments, people saying, you know, I've seen you out and about. I see what you're doing. Um, It propels me because you can often think to yourself, am I making a difference? you know, uh, am I doing what I should be doing as far as um, meeting the needs of clients? And when you when you get that reiterated and come in contact with people, it's a reassurance. So you've been out here in the Napa Valley for almost eleven years. years. Eleven years. January. Mm-hmm. During the course of your time here, has there been some individuals that have helped either mentored you or coached you along the way? You know, it's interesting. I feel like because I love the story so much, I love capturing what's happening in people's lives and their successes, I'm yearning for their story. And in doing that, I've met some amazing people that have said, you know, we want to we want to have you attend this event. We want to bring you to our house. Tor Kenward was one of the people who I first met when I moved to the Valley. I was doing some social media and photography for him back in the day several years ago and then was able to interview him at his home for Napa Valley Life magazine. Um, so I would say there's a ton of mentors that come to mind, my grandfather included, which is the biggest mentor from an or- early childhood. But then along the way, those inspiring moments that make you um, feel like you're thriving. And, you know, people who have given you um, testimonials, um, like Tor has said, you're doing wonderfully. Wow, I see what you're doing, you're, you know, f- this is fabulous. Uh, so it's little, little moments like those that all build up, um, that build that, 
that um, I guess you could say the, the mentors, the mentors that have made a difference. Okay. So you have two different companies. Why don't you talk about the differences between the two? Absolutely. Um, I'm, and it's interesting. I'm in the process of rebranding the website so that it includes, it's all under one umbrella, but it is technically two different brands. Uh, as an entrepreneur, I've been very focused on striving to do what I love and what I'm passionate about and trying not to negate from that, regardless of what comes up for financial needs. And I know a lot of us as entrepreneurs can let some of our dreams go because it doesn't make the necessary income. And over time, I've found that as a media business, I am so driven to capture the story that sometimes I will do it for free. <laughs> uh, the photography side of what I do for Big Shot and Wine Country is the lucrative part of my business, and it's what also drives me. And that's really one side of the business. It's both capturing the story through written communications, visual communications, um, articles in magazines like Nap Valley Life and a few others, and then also small television segments that air on the local, local Napa station, um, soon to be on a YouTube channel. In doing that, I've found as an entrepreneur, there's a value in sharing with people how they can excel professionally and strive towards being their best self and created a mindfulness brand around that which is called Nicole Emco and it really helps people to drill down on how to have a revived mindset and home so they're surrounding themselves with their best self their best life everything they come in contact with so they can be better in their life career for their family for themselves and whatever that might be if someone wants to utilize your services, how is the best way to do that? So I think the best way I could draw people to my website, um, and that we can we can list that later, I'm sure, <laughs> the name of the website, but that's one means. I'm going to be creating a workshop, a webinar, that will help people either drill down on this whole mindset, livelihood, um, and apply things and new habits to their life where they can feel like a success and they can feel motivated, they can get rid of that naysayer in their head that we all face. Um, and then the other side of it is the photography side if, um, if you have a need for photography. I and mean, that's another realm, but capturing the story. So you might find me on the red carpet at the Napa Valley Film Festival. Um, and those are a few different areas. Um, as well as the articles that I write occasionally for different publications. Okay. We're in the new year. Is there anything that's on the horizon that's new or out of the ordinary? Yes. I'm in the process, as I mentioned, of really building up my brand to be very focused on helping other people succeed, helping drive people. Sometimes we just need to shake it up and shift our environment and our mindset in order to go back on the habits that make a difference in people's lives. And I think it's very um, powerful to drive into the new year with a shift. And so I'm all about habit shifts and lifestyle shifts and drilling down on goals. I had once put out a motivational calendar of the winemakers tying in both that mindset brand with um, capturing the stories of women and male winemakers and vintners in the valley. And um, I think starting in the new year, it's going to be the biggest thing is launching this new webinar. You made a good point. Goals. Do you have a few goals for this year? One or two? 
Yes, I'm thankful that you asked me that. Um, one of my big goals is to speak in a um, public arena, so to speak, and um, share my messages with people and be motivational in a way that can guide them and make a difference. So speaking engagements are the top of my list. If you didn't have your own company and you weren't a photographer or motivating people, what would your dream job be? What would another dream job be? If you could be anything in the whole wide world, what would it be? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is I'm sitting on a beach somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm all about the tropics, so it has to involve a beach. Right. I would say um, if I could financially be stable and fit. It's your dream job. It can be anything you, you want it to be. It would have to be um, growing or gardening um, in a tropical place. Okay. There you have it. Is there someone... Getting back to a more serious note, is there someone that has given you advice that has continued to stay with you throughout your life? Yes, I go back to my grandfather, and I go back to him for one single reason. He said something to me that resonated with me, um, and I don't want to get too emotional on this podcast, but he said, you can do anything you put your mind to. And I think especially as women entrepreneurs, it's very easy to get lost in the shuffle or to um, think that we're not good enough in a moment's time and then the next week week be quite good and go up and down with those fluctuations. Um, So he reminded me that if you really want it, you can put your mind to it and you can make it happen, whether small or large and doing that. Do you think living in the Napa Valley while uh, beautiful... And there's a lot of wonderful things that take place here. It's hard to be successful. For me, it was actually the opposite. Um, two things in particular really resonate for me. Um, I felt successful maybe before I was successful. And I felt uh, a part of the community in a huge way. And I was getting um, very good feedback from people I would come in contact with. And, you know, success can mean many things. It can mean, I keep going back to the financial side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think that success means that you're doing what you love and you feel it in your soul. Um, The wine industry makes it easier to be successful because it's so interconnected. I've heard of a lot of people who come on board and move here from afar who aren't in the wine industry. And they say, I just don't feel like part of the community. And I'm shocked to hear it, but it totally makes sense. It's because there's a lot of networking groups in the wine industry and there's a lot of meetups and you don't feel alone when you're here in that regard. So I think the the thought of success came before the success. And I think that's all part of it. Whether you live across the United States somewhere else in another country or you live in Napa, if you believe it before it happens, then it ultimately will happen. So almost um, an affirmation. Exactly, which is ultimately the mindfulness brand that I've created, visualization and affirmations. Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. Game day tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Want to have the most fans at your game day get-together? Bring an amazing IPA to complement your favorite hot wings. Chips and guacamole are a must on game day. Pair with a crisp Prosecco for the win. 
Ordering a meat lover's pizza for halftime? Serve with a red wine like a Spanish Rioja for a fun pairing. Whether you're hosting game day or stocking up, Total Wine & More is what you need with our ridiculous selection at our always low prices. Cheers! So now we're going to shift to your personal life. Okay. <laughs> when you moved here, you could have lived anywhere in the Napa Valley. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose to make your home in the town of Napa? I think that, you know, I went back and forth in thinking, do I move to San Francisco or do I move to Napa? And Or, you know, my question is, mm-hmm. is even further than that. You could have moved to Yountville. You right. could have moved to St. Helena, Calistoga. So. Well, I started by saying all I need to do is live in a shack in the woods amongst the vineyards <laughs> anywhere <laughs> in my country and I'll be quite fine. Ultimately, that ended up happening. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I lived in a very small studio nestled in the vineyards with roosters and cows in the backyard. Um, but I did live up in St. Helena, and I lived in Yauntville. Um, I grabbed what was available. So I started off in Napa, moved up Valley, and then came back down towards Napa. And the whole valley, this side of the valley in particular, although I love Sonoma, um, I think it was the community that really drew me in and felt like anywhere within this, this area of stretch of town would be quite fine. And it was, it was mainly, um, where are the events? Where are the people that I know that I rub elbows with? And looking outside my window and seeing the fog roll in and uh, just feeling a sense of place. And it was here. So you finally um, settled on the town of Napa. And you've, you've lived in Napa for a few years now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why have you chosen to stay in Napa? Well, what is it about the town of Napa that keeps you here? Every day I get up and when I look outside, I feel the essence and the aura of where we live. To the point where, if I was to describe it to an outsider who hasn't visit, visited yet, when you are on your best vacation and you feel moved to the point where you just don't want to be anywhere else, and you wake up and you feel that every morning, you know you're in the right place. If we took a step inside your home, what would we see? How would you describe your decor? I am what I consider, my house is this way, and I like to consider myself this way, shabby chic with a slight edge of sophistication. So I talk about this a lot in my mindfulness brand, dressing your home so that you feel like your best future self. And although I've purchased items at HomeGoods on a dime and made it look good, you would step into my house thinking I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars making the place look good. Um, Roll towels in the bathroom so that I feel luxurious when I get out of the bath and it makes my day better. It sets me off on a good tone. Um, You would see navy blues, but mostly whites. Very fresh feel and clean. I am all about simplicity. And I think that really runs through with everything in my life. My car's white. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in wine country. I have to ask, what do you like to drink at home? I'm all about big wines, big calves, big zins. Um, I love a good Sauvignon Blanc as well. But um, to choose a Vintner, you know, or a particular winery, it's hard to do. I will say... Somehow, when I first moved here, I started gravitating towards the same wines that I liked, and it turned out it was Heidi Barrett. 
And ah, Heidi Barrett is a renowned winemaker. So my palate knew what I liked <laughs> without knowing the woman behind the brand. Uh, but that pretty much sums it up for me. It's also about the place and the location, I think, as well, the well, winery. Heidi, you know, makes some awesome wines. She so does. You've got a good palate. Any hobbies? So when I first moved here, I had thought about actually getting into viticulture. I wanted to be entrenched in the soil and get dirty. I grew up gardening with my grandfather, and I thought about doing that. I did some wine courses when I came out here. Um, but my hobbies always tend to revolve around nature. So I shoot a bow and arrow. I shoot paper only or foam. Um, no animals yet, hopefully ever. But I love being immersed in nature. So I would say that's one of my strong hobbies. I love to oil paint occasionally. So if you were in my house, you would see a couple oil paintings just for fun, for the, the sake of the inspiration behind it versus versus if it's good or bad. You also dance. I do. Thank you for reminding me. That is my other love. I love ballroom dancing, and I've been dancing for a few years now. Grew up doing ballet and tap and jazz when I was very young. And when the Arthur Dance, Arthur Murray Dance Studio opened up down the street, it was like riding a bike. And I picked up where I left off, and I'm just in love with it. It very much emulates the Dirty Dancing movie and all my dreams being fulfilled. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do a beautiful job at that. Thank you. Is there something that people might be surprised to learn about you? A hidden talent that you can tell us about? Hidden or do talent. you speak a language that we don't know? Or is there something in your past that people just might be surprised to learn? I think people would be surprised to know. Um, and the hidden talents all aren't hidden anymore because I feel like I try to know a little bit about everything. And uh, probably share it on social media. But the... The things that people don't know about me is that I am both introverted and extroverted. I can really put on my interviewing hat, and when I have to get in front of the camera, I can. When I need to be quiet and photograph a client, I can. But I'm, um, I need that decompression time. I need the chill time. And being at home and quietly um, reading a magazine or cooking, it's really important to me. If you could... Pick anyone to have dinner with. This is a common question mm -hmm. a lot of people like to ask from time to time. But if you could pick anyone to have dinner with, who would it be? Can I answer two people? Sure. <laughs> um, I would definitely say my grandfather. I feel okay. like we never got enough of the conversations in, especially as an adult. Um, and then I would say Jesus. I'm religious, and um, it's a strong part of my life. And I think it, I feel supported in that way. And so, you know, we all want the, uh, the book of life. You know, how do you, how do you operate? What's the future going to tell? And, and are you doing everything you should be doing? And so those are the main reasons. Okay. Bucket list items. One or two. Oh, boy. I'm going to go with two because I love fitting everything in. <laughs> <laughs> so wh what's on that list? My bucket list. Um, top thing that came to mind was I would love to have two properties. I would love to have ties to the East Coast where my family are, maybe Cape Cod near the beach, and um, a home that I own here in California that allows me to feel um, connected to the earth and just kind of nestled in back in a property that has some open land. So if that counts as one, I would say the second one... Um, 
would definitely be to be working remote. And that means that I've geared up the mindfulness brand to the point where I'm sharing everything through the webinar, online um, availability of products and so forth, and able to travel and just kind of spread my wings in that regard. Okay. If your best friend said, I want to move to the Napa Valley, and she, well, your best friend that doesn't live here, mm-hmm. <laughs> said that <laughs> she wanted to move to the Napa Valley, what advice would you give her? Well, that's a great question. Um, I would say that she should ten- attend a few different events with me, um, that we should connect her with some great people, some solid, um, amazing people in the Valley. And that she should either get on a board of some sort or charity and be a part of the community in that way. And um, to just really hone in on everything that's to love with the culinary side of things and evoke all the senses, live fully in that regard. You said one of your bucket list items was to have a home here Mm -hmm. and to have a home on the East Coast. So that would imply that you always intend to to live here. I think it's safe to say that. Um, I always joke and say, if my husband was in another place, <laughs> push came to shove. Um, but I, I go back to the fact that I'll at least be here three to four months out of the year at a minimum. Um, it just has a piece of my soul and heart, and it brings the best out of me. And I think that when you find that you're surrounded by the elements that make you your happiest. I think I'll always have ties here. When you leave and you're on the East Coast, how do you feel different? Well, for first off, you hear the beeping horns instantly in Boston. And it's, I'm very sensitive to energy. So I can feel the chaos in my bones. And people are adrenaline ridden and they're rushing. And we don't do that here. I mean, we do have a drive for sure. Everyone's very focused. But um, But I feel like I'm missing out when I'm not there. Like I have FOMO in the biggest way, fear of missing out. You know, what's going on in Napa that I'm not attending? Who am I not networking with? Um, What foods am I not enjoying? But some people actually get a rush from being in an environment that's... Mm -hmm. That has a lot of hustle and bustle. Absolutely. And I've felt that myself over time. But I think it brings on stress, at least for myself. I've noticed the stress levels be really, really high on the East Coast. And I think, and that really goes back to one of your original questions, is I feel like um, moving here has allowed me to decompress and really hear what's most important. And so the contrast of the two Um, although my family is very important on the East Coast, what resonates in my soul is so important to keep revisiting and get a taste of. Yeah, I I would agree with you. When you're you're here in the Napa Valley or in wine country, there is a sense of peace Mm -hmm. for sure. Yes. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap things up. So I like to do that with five quick questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What kind of car do you drive? I currently drive a BMW. It is a sedan, but I do miss my SUV Volkswagen that I had. So, What's your favorite song to dance to? Oh, boy. 
I love Frank Sinatra. I'm an old soul. Song. Song, I would say. <laughs> I'm going to go with What a Wonderful World. And that has many levels to it. You'll have to ask me later. <laughs> okay. What is the last piece of candy you ate? Oh, boy. How can I sum it up? I ate a ton recently. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. All-time favorite. Yes. Who's your favorite clothing designer? I love Ralph Lauren. I love their branding. I love their colors. love their vibe. My comforter is Ralph Lauren. Yes. And last question, what's one of your all-time favorite movies? Dirty Dancing. Sold. (laughs) (laughs) Nicole, it was so much fun to chat with you today. Thank you so much, Michelle. It was a pleasure. Visit WineCountryWomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.